Welcome to THC Podcast, also known as the Heart Chakra Podcast, where I manifest that pink and green energy by discussing matters of the heart and the relationship element of life. I'm the host, JTR, recording live from the UK, Brandon England to be exact. And the theme of this episode is the Red Light District. So before I get into where the Red Light District is, what it is, just want to say happy, happy, happy New Year to all the listeners. This is the first episode of 2024. Some people call it the Mamba year. It's my year. You know, I know a lot of people say, oh, this is going to be my year. But, (coughs) excuse me, 24 is my favorite number. Why? I was born on the 24th. So, February 24th, year 2024, it just feels kissing it. Um, So, definitely planning for a big year. Hopefully, it'll be a big year for the podcast as well. But in all, not only for the podcast, but in all areas of life. And um, Spotify does something really cool where they give you your analytics for how your podcast impacted or made an impact throughout the year at the end of the year. So I wanted to share some of those analytics on IG, but like the end of the year just kind of got a little hectic for me and I never created the time or uh, mastered the time to um, upload or sh- and share that. So I'll share, um, I'll start this episode off by a 2023 recap for the heart chakra and, uh, get into <clears throat> this episode's theme. Um, the most streamed episode of 2023 for the heart chakra was drum roll, please living single. That episode streamed 183% more than the average episode. So shout out to everyone that listened to that episode, that shared that episode. Um, That was recorded way back in April, right before I went to basic training. So um, there's actually two parts to that. I recorded the second part of that in November. But yeah, the first part was um, in April. It was only like 20 minutes, but it got 53 plays. So Man, um, you know, that episode was a little bit about my thoughts on, you know, the pros of living single from a metaphysical perspective. Um, I recorded a quote from the Bible on there. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, check it out. It'll be interesting to see what the most streamed episode of 2024 is and if it'll beat living single. So shout out to everyone that gave that a spin. And if you feel free to share your thoughts on the IG page by DM, comment, or on the Spotify page about what you thought about that. Um, THC was also streamed in eight countries, eight countries all over the world. Um, the U.S. was a top country. Salute to back home. Love to the homeland. Love to the home team. But uh, the country with the most new listeners was another drum roll, please. Turkey. Turkey, yo. So shout out to all the Turks out there. I hope I didn't mispronounce how read Turkish uh, listeners go by. Uh, but if y'all not offended by that, shout out to the Turks listening to uh, the pod. Um, I got to get out there. I hear good things about Turkey, especially while I'm over here in Europe. So love to experience the food, the culture. You know, what's the dating scene like out there? How's What's the relationship element of life like out there in Turkey? Um, let me know. Um, a lot of the listeners apparently are also into education, culture, and comedy, according to the Spotify analytics. So I think that's very ironic because in 2024, 
this year I plan on releasing a new podcast um, called Square the Circle. So it's going to be on the education and entertainment areas of life for the most part. Um, and not going to be focusing on like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, like um, I'm not going to be focusing on any type of gossipy stuff like that, but um, just things where you're pretty much making the unknown known in the infinite finite. That's going to be the theme of that particular um, of that pod. So, uh, yeah, going to be I'm not going to get too deep into it now, but uh, yeah, I'll, once it goes live, hopefully next Sunday and on uh, regularly on Sundays, uh, I'll be promoting it here. And then if you're listening here, go on over there and check it out and let me know what you think. Um, I spoke a little bit about sharing the pod. So um, it looks like the pod was shared 45% via direct link. So shout out to people who are listening to it and sharing it. Um, it's probably me <laughs> a majority of the time sharing that link um, through IG. But if you're a listener and you're sharing that one way or another, yo, salute to you. That's much love. I even had 10% follower, an additional 10% follower growth through that. So that's um, motivating and fascinating to see. And last but not least, I was the number one pod for three of my fans <laughs> and a top five for eight. So um, it's good to see that, you know, people out there, whether I know you or I don't, are listening um, regularly or every now and then. Um, and you actually appreciating the content. So that's love. So I uh, would love to thank people that I know are listening in one way, shape or form. I got a couple ideas, especially people that were on the pod that have been guests in the past or this past year. Um, I love to send them a token of my appreciation and, um, they've all contributed to this. And this year I would love to get more male guests on here. I don't think I've had a male guest on THC. So it'd be good to talk about, you know, the relationship element of life with a, with a uh, fellow brother. So, um, just to give it a little mix up in 2024. <clears throat> so that concludes the 2023 recap. And, um, <clears throat> another conclusion to my 2023 was, I brought in the new year, <coughs> excuse me, in Amsterdam. Um, so that is a city in the country of the Netherlands and Europe. And um, I wasn't like all over the city. I spent most of my time in one particular area, which was the red light district. And <coughs> it's a really fascinating part of the city. Uh, the culture there is really nice, you know, strong fashion culture, food culture, cycling culture, um, you know, tourism type of culture. We can tour uh, the red light district by boat through the canals or you can do it by, you know, as a pedestrian, just walking through it, which is the best way. And so the red light district is not like one street or a block. It's a almost like a city within the city, um, <clears throat> just like a neighborhood, if you will, or a quote unquote district. And one of the most fascinating things about this district, and, and honestly, like more so about Amsterdam and the Netherlands, is the legalization of sex work. And, um, you know, in other countries, especially America, we tend to call it prostitution. We kind of like water it down and demonize it um, and make it real taboo. But in a city like Amsterdam, it's like in your face. I mean, not to the point where you can't never see it, but... You know, if you stumble upon it, it's not like, 
Um, <clears throat> like I said before, it's not like a taboo type of thing. Um, and sex work has been legal in the Netherlands since 2000. So t- going on 24 years now. Um, and it's not just legal in the red light district, as I mentioned, it's legal in the entire country of the Netherlands. So, you know, how, like in America, uh, sex work might only be legal in Vegas. Like you can't even go outside of Vegas in the same state and engage in any like sex work or, and, um, cause if you get caught by the law enforcement, you're going to jail. Um, and, uh, so that's something fascinating that I saw where the entire country embraces it. So, like, when you think about legal, like, how legal is it really? You know, is it like, um, but it's legal to the point where they receive in pay stubs to pay taxes on earnings and uh, different things like that to show that they're not only an employee or maybe they're even like a, um, like a, not a consultant, but like a, uh, like a contractor, if you will. So, um, that's how legal it really is in Amsterdam or in the Netherlands. So, um, at the same time, you have call girl services that are completely available. So if you can't make it out to the red light district in Amsterdam or you're just located somewhere else in the country like Rotterdam or something like that, they have services where, you know, they'll come pull up at your telly or, you know, different things like that. And it's legal. It's not like it's on some hush hush. Don't tell nobody. If you do, we get caught. You got to worry about law enforcement trying to set you up. Like it's not like that, you know, so um, it's really different to kind of observe that. So I toured the red light district pretty much by, I did it by, um, by foot and by boat. But when I went to the area where there was like the legalization of sex work, I was walking through there by foot. And I learned a lot of interesting things about that particular culture and industry, um, by way of the tour guide. And, um, some of the things that I learned about it was, so, you can go to my IG page, well, not the heart chakra, but my personal IG page, and see my story from my trip out of Amsterdam. I had a great time. But the part that I didn't show was when I was deep in the red light district in this particular area because the law mentions that no cameras or video are allowed. And the reason for that is just about kind of keep it exclusive, but also protect the privacy of the sex workers too you know um they're very inclusive and protective of sex work culture there um they also you know you know the sex workers cannot um work certain hours of the day like after like 4 a.m and different things like that so you know they don't um they limit their encounters with like belligerent under the influence uh customers so um, that's one thing, you know, security guards and bodyguards are nearby. It's not like they just out there on the corner and you go up to this room and then they trying to rob you and stuff like that. It's not like that. Um, you're kind of walking through this neighborhood and these women are like standing in the door with this uh, um, with the glasses, like very see through. And we talk about like red light district, like why they call it that the lights are red to indicate like cisgender women are working and are participating in sex work um this is not to confuse people who are let's say for example people who are attracted to women but let's say for example they think they see a woman they get up in there and now it's like 
they see a dick pop out, you know? Um, and at that point, you done already paid, but now you're like, hold up. Like, I didn't know this was about to be a transgender or this was a man, you know? Like, I want my money back. So to prevent all type of confusion, especially when you're under the influence, um, the red lights indicate women are working, and then the blue lights indicate that trans um human beings um or trans people are working so there is a red light district and a blue light district so depending on what your fetish or your kink is um the blue lights indicate that there's transgender people working that in that room and in that neighborhood um and also means that they have not removed their male genitalia so we understand like trans some trans there's levels to it some trans can go through the whole sex change operation some don't they just present themselves as women and dress up so um that's something to uh that i thought was very fascinating when the whole red light district kind of came into play um and the naming of that um so i already mentioned that um about the hours that they can work like so on new year's eve something that i thought was very interesting was they closed the trains down at eight o'clock p.m so like if you from out of town or live a little bit further away either you're going to thug it or you're going to bank bounce you know before uh everything popped off at night um or you know just obviously find a way back to home by taxi or by cycling so i thought that was fascinating in terms of the culture um, but the women that participate in that industry, the sex workers, they're from all over Europe. They're not just Dutch women. So women go there kind of like on a contract. You can't do that type of work indefinitely, almost like strip club workers. Like after a certain point in time, like you kind of reach your prime and you kind of got to move on and do your own thing. So um, I think they can work there up to like five years, I believe, in that particular area um, before they have to maybe go to a different area and um participate in sex work um as far as the legal age you can consume you can participate in that sex work industry and um at as young as the age of 16 now you can't sell as a contractor quote unquote um your body and stuff like that until you're 21 but as far as a consumer you want to have sex with someone um, you have to be uh, at the minimum age of 16. And a lot of sex workers, believe it or not, prefer younger uh, consumers. You know why? Because they're more likely to come quick. <laughs> and this is not just something that I made up. This is something that the host told me, um, you know, because they can make this money a lot faster with two or three at a time or, you know, young people who are coming quick. Um, versus someone who's going to be in there for, you know, a 30 minutes to an hour, 45 minutes, whatever the case may be. And you can't just be in there all day either. Like, at this, at some point, um, you know, you got to do what you got to do and get on out of there. So um, it's not for everybody. And because, you know, some people want that connection with their partner, which is completely fine. Other people um, want uh just a scratch that needs to an itch that needs to be scratched and some people just kind of want something a little exciting you know um this isn't just for single people couples are out there too because sex workers do have encounters with couples um and i think that's pretty good to, you know a, a good opportunity for people and couples to spice up their sex life and their love life and it's not just um you walk into the neighborhood and, you know, you walk up and you do your thing and leave. They have sex shows um, that you can go to and watch either other couples have sex or other couples can or other people can watch you have sex 
Or you can watch these performers perform sexual acts with all types of um, food and tools and things like that. So it's a real entertainment district, um, not completely surrounded by sex work, but there's a part of the neighborhood of the district that is very sex positive and um, em- embraces the whole sex work industry. You got um, stores that sell toys and condoms. Even daycares are in the neighborhood because the sex workers need somebody to watch their kids, right? Not all of them are just single out here. Um, So it's not a very taboo industry and culture there. You know, they're very transparent, even from the residential part of the district where all the window, all the uh, blinds where um, people live, um, the window blinds and everything, they're open. They're completely open. And the reason for that in the culture is just like, hey, if you got your blinds closed, that means you got something to hide. And I mean, I, I, I get it, but I don't because at the same time, like I want my privacy. If you can't wear, if you can't bring cell phones into a particular neighborhood and stuff like that and record and take pictures, then why would I want my freaking windows wide open? You know, so privacy, I think, is important. But at the same time, um, there's definitely levels to it. Um, the women are definitely required to get tested regularly. So that's a thing. Another thing I think is um, was really important to emphasize. They're not just out here all willy nilly, similar to like, you know, porn actresses and porn stars. You know, they're required to get tested regularly. So, you know, if, if they get a bad reputation, if they're giving people HIV, STIs and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, you don't know what the consumers have either, you know. So I think... Um, at the same time, it's, it's a very risky business and things like that. But it seems like there that, um, you know, it's an industry that they protect and that they embrace. And um, that has definitely, you know, like they even went on strike. Like, you know how deep this is during COVID when it, people were required to stay home? That industry, a lot of sex workers went on strike to basically allow people to at least still participate in that and for that for allowing them to still work and so i thought that was like mind-blowing for real you know because you know people are like risking their lives to just stay alive and go outside and y'all still want to work in this type of environment um but i'll just close by saying i mean it was a very inclusive and safe place like i saw single people out there including myself couples um, males, females, transgenders. I mean, I didn't see transgenders, but obviously, like, um, the blue light district, you know, like, it attracts that particular, um, group of people. Um, a lot of different races, ethnicities, nationalities out there. So, uh, from a inclusivity standpoint, it was one of them places where you feel like you can go and have a good time, be a different part of yourself, or just be who you are. And, you know, feel fully embraced. I didn't, I didn't participate in any type of sex work or in anything. I didn't go any sex clubs or sex um, shows or anything like that. But maybe next time if I get a chance to go with uh, somebody, then I think that'd be good too. You know what I mean? I wouldn't recommend necessarily doing it completely by yourself. But if you had like maybe one other person, uh, it's not the first time you go, you know. But if you have like one other person, and then it might be safe. You got to have somebody watch your back. Um, or you could participate with somebody who makes it even more fun. So that pretty much concludes my experience at the Red Light District. And if you ever get a chance to go to Amsterdam, I highly recommend going. Again, it's not 
all about sex and drugs in that city. That city is a very beautiful place um, with respect to a lot of different culture that they have available. Um, but yeah, if you're a freak like me <laughs> and you are curious about what the Red Light District has to offer in terms of like that sex work, sex positive energy, definitely go out there and check it out. I imagine you will have a really good time. If you like what you hear, leave a comment or send a DM on Instagram or Twitter at THC Podcast underscore NFT. You can also leave a message or answer the podcast poll question on Spotify. As always, thanks for listening. Peace.